Good morning. You're listening to another episode of the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that bring that brings you the delicious hot takes and uh, something about news. And Tyler's here, and I'm here, and Aaron is not, and we are your hosts. And today we're going to talk about more tech news stuff, and it's going to be awesome. We need Aaron back. Our intros are not smooth or no, awesome. They're not. But he's not here, so he can't control no. them. It's for we get us. what we get. We throw the intros out. This time I actually did attempt to read the script, and I think it made it worse. I did. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. you did better last time. Yeah, I did better without the script. But you know what? We're not going to edit. We're going to leave it in there because <laughs> no, the, absolutely the people not. know who they're listening they deserve, to. They deserve better uh, uh, than us editing better. out those kinds of foibles. I'm, I'm also just not going to edit it. Um, yeah. It's, it's just yeah, kind of the that. way it's going to go down. Uh, before we move on to tech news, though, we have a yesterday in tech history, which is what I'm oh, going to formally call the segment yeah, anytime we just that call we are not that. talking about today in tech history. Uh, Can we call it today's good, yesterday in tech history? Today's yesterday in tech history. We can. Yeah. I like that. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah that's now a thing. we're going to move on to Mark segment it. number one, today's yesterday in tech history. That actually, I pulled that off pretty well, and it's tough to. You see. did. That it's was not, smooth. It's not easy. That was better than the. It rolls off that tongue. What are you yeah. talking about? Well, I, it's it's there's <laughs> certainly a tongue involved, and there's words. Um, it's a big one, though. I mean, I don't know how we weight the today's yesterday in tech history posts uh, from like biggest weight to smallest weight to most weight to less weight, but this one's a big one. I think I think it's up there. Okay. I'm gonna say it's a top fiver. Wow. At least for probably people of Today. our generation. Oh, I was is, narrowing it down well, way more than that. Yeah, you were. But I think it's <laughs> you'll, you'll see why it's relevant. Out of curiosity, do you know the people named Sean Fanning and Sean Parker? I think most people would probably know Sean Fanning more than Parker. I say really? this because I know the name Sean Fanning. I don't know the name Sean Parker. Neither of those ring a bell. I was thinking John Parker did, but it's because I know another John Parker, and I don't think it's the same person. So, so I'm going to go. Do you no. know? Do you know Sean Fanning? Looking in the chat to see if uh, if we know if anyone knows the creator of this application. Ooh, Sean Fanning and John Parker. Nope. There's people right Tell now us. on the, the actual recorded podcast. So Zook says he knows the name. He just can't remember. People right now are screaming the name of the application right now. They're like, I know it. Ah! This day, the music industry changed oh. forever. June 1st, 1999, Napster. Is yeah, released. way to go, Zook. <laughs> Zook got it. Yep. Good old Darren. You know, it's funny. I should know that. Uh, and, and it is. It, it's. I'm trying to remember because one of them, and I don't remember who, which is why it didn't log Napster bells in my head. One of them was up on stage like years later when Napster tried their re-release as a streaming service. Mm -hmm. um, and it was one of Sean Fanning or John Parker, but it was not both of them. And I do not remember which one it was, but it happened. Um, gosh, Napster, Napster was absolutely huge in my life. Um, I think it was huge in everyone's life, which is odd considering I think most people were, were taking about 15 to 30 minutes to download a singular song on whatever form of dial-up you had at the time. Or so longer. It was often a commitment. Quite longer. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's nuts. Um, man, uh, Napster, 
just changed everything when it came to music because i i mean i remember blockbuster music stores in my area which weren't everywhere i guess that's not too surprising brick and mortar doesn't just go all over the world all of a sudden but we had some in north texas and i remember like walking in using the filthy earphones that were you know public and shared by everyone and usually picked to pieces because humans are terrible um but you could go in you could you could crack open a new cd listen to a couple of songs get your little taste and then and then go uh you know buy it at the front desk for 25 dollars or whatever absurd price they were charging for for the one good song on that they were i think i think there were lots of 15 and 16 dollars too it's like it worked out to slightly more than a bye go find mama love you it was really high profile but i i had always Bye bye, baby. To no end that love you. The album would often have one or two really good songs, and then a lot of garbage. Well, garbage is that's a strong, <laughs> hateful word to use about somebody's art, but I'm I'm saying it. And um, <clears throat> and then like that, you had no choice. And then Napster comes around, and all of a sudden, music is transformed from albums and CDs to individual songs that's what it that's what it was and you take those individual songs and you could burn hundreds of them to a cd because mp3 players came out really fast on the heels of that stuff yeah um so it was all about crushing it making it smaller right like it was all the compression is what made made it even possible to download music off of the internet. Well, right? they and, and they made it... They, it's interesting because back then, if, if you recall, depending on the type of CD player ha- you had, you got to have one that could read them as just like straight audio tracks or one that could read yeah. them as files. And if yes. you could read one that was as files and you could structure them oh, yeah. to manage them, you could put an unbelievable amount of songs oh, on heck an individual yeah. CD. As yeah, opposed no, to whenever it was as reading, it, reading the audio file. Yeah, I see like what you're saying. A normal CD. It was like 20 songs that you'd put on there. Well, well, that actually, so (laughs) I may have dabbled uh, more than just a little bit in all of that. So that actually wasn't the CD player. That was how the CD is written. So you have a choice about how you encode the CD and you're either going to encode it as a wave and then anything that can read that wave. So a traditional CD player, an MP3 CD player, all of it's going to read it that way. Or you can, as, as you'd expect, as you described, you could take that 700 meg, 750 meg CD and you could write up to that many megs of data, which means depending on your compression ratio, so the bit rate of your MP3, you could just smash them on there. And I remember when I, uh, like the earliest times I traveled overseas, I did it like an exchange program in high school. And I took two CDs with like, I don't know, 900 songs on them with me. And yeah. like, that was it. And before that, I would have had to have taken my entire like suitcase worth of hard media to do the same, to accomplish the same goal. And I never would have done it a, because you know, that's heavy and and burdensome and probably would have been stolen and B who wants to change CDs. You remember when cars had CD changers in them? Oh yeah. Like six disc CD changers in your your car. Yes. Oh my gosh. I forgot about those. Those are like the 25 disc CD channels oh, right yeah. next to your subwoofer. <laughs> and, Get and you just some. So, just so we're clear, because I don't want to end up in another battery management system debate for four hours on our freaking group text after this. 
the the point that I was trying to make was that the way you encoded the CD ah. mattered with the, the CD player you had because not all of them true. could read, could read the, the files directly You're off very of the true. CD to be able to run it. Very so that true. was the point that I was trying to make. I, I got you. I, I didn't mean to call you out then or, or didn't mean it to come across that way. Um, uh, well, and then it, I, I got into... Out that uh, Napster still exists as we have the research in the chat has, has found I, out yeah. for us. They they did another re 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 release of Napster because I, I remember getting I swear I got something in the mail of all places that was like Napster's <laughs> alive and I'm like what did you just get a happened? free month disc like from AOL <laughs> I, but from, from I Napster I swear that's the way my brain is telling me to remember this so who knows but I I saw that now this is like early 2020 or teens 20 teens and and I saw something about Napster and I'm like wait. What and I remember looking it up and then being immediately disillusioned because, uh, as Darren pointed out in the chat, I think it's some amalgamation of Rhapsody and Napster, and they're just using the name and it's just another streaming service at this point. With uh, well, I don't know why you would use it other than nostalgia, which right. nostalgia is a liar. Yeah, just use Spotify. Uh, it is worth pointing out. Um, oh, I say it's worth pointing out. I think it's worth me sharing a story about why I even know the name Sean Fanning. So I could have identified Sean Fanning and Napster, but not because I knew Sean Fanning and Napster specifically, uh-huh. but because of the movie Italian Job with Seth Green in it, where he is the entire time the movie is going on incredibly upset that no one believes him that Sean Fanning was his roommate in college and that he stole Napster from him while he was napping. And that's why it's called Napster. And that's it's just so hilarious. Funny the whole time I don't think I've seen that. Oh my gosh. You got to see the movie. Cause it's literally, there'll be yeah, the Italian apparently. job is a movie about thieves doing, you know, high end thievery. <laughs> and he's sitting <laughs> here on a job and he's like, listen, I tell you it's called Napster because he I took did it see from the me Italian job. I was napping. It's so funny. That's so funny. That's awesome. I don't remember that part of that movie at all, but that that's great. What a, <clears throat> throwback do you remember the songs that you like because napster was the beginning of this but then shortly thereafter you had like limewires and kazaa and all these other options for downloading um and and as it sort of proliferated the amount of garbage uh that you would find when you were just trying to find a good digital backup of your cd songs Mm -hmm was insane like you you'd pull it down and you think it was going to be the song and maybe it would even start and it would be like a crappy recording of the radio at the beginning and then just like goat screaming and then maybe a blip of the song and then goat screaming again someone had edited it to make it just completely awful yeah the amount of time people spent trolling uh random file share services is like i don't know that that's just something else well if there's an ability to troll (laughs) <laughs> then people people will do it. Someone will do it. By the this way, before we put a bow on this one, there was it's funny, the reason why I actually watched the Italian job recently, which reminded me of all of this, is uh Jason Statham was in that movie. And ah. and there was a uh I think it was the Shaw and Hobbs and Shaw movie from it's like a Fast and the Furious spin off movie. Yeah, Jason Statham is. Yeah, yeah, I I saw that. Yeah, they were looking at a whole bunch of cars, 
and they walked by a mini, which is used in the Italian job. And, he, and The Rock Man, made some comments about heavy it. Heavy advertisements. Uh, and he goes, he goes yeah, does that have one what's was his used face in it. a job in Italy one time. Like, he made a comment <laughs> cross-movie um, about it, which I was like, hey, That's wait great. a minute. Was he in Who's... the Italian job? So I was, I'm trying to remember the Italian job. I, I am certain that I saw it because I remember the mini. I remember all of the freaking advertising. I don't remember the Napster uh, hint, which is awesome. I need to go back and watch it just for that. It's worth it. But uh, who's who's the lead? Um, oh, dude. Marky, Marky Mark. Marky yes, Wahlberg. yes, yes. Yeah. I, I thought Wahlberg was in it, and then you, you mentioned Statham, and I was like, wait. But yeah, that was before Statham. That was before Statham was Statham. That was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There it is. All right, moving on. What's next? Should we pick one of the many Amazon uh, yeah, ones? Just, because holy cow, they're in the Why news not? a lot. Let's go with the one that made me laugh right before we started the show. Okay. So I saw I saw the headline, and then I was just kind of like, "Eh, Amazon's getting sued." But you put <laughs> it in the show notes because you thought it was more interesting than that. And I read the the beginning of it, and it honestly cracked me up. So. The, the news feed is Amazon faced 75,000 arbitra- arbitration demands, yeah. and now it says, fine, sue us. So basically, Amazon is, is moving to class action lawsuits, and the reason they're doing it is what makes it so funny to me, because I, I don't know if any of you out there read those end user license agreements that you get into, but, but I have, I have read a few because I do not read many, don't get me wrong, but I've read a few lately related to specific things in every single one of them in the last like decade has an arbitration clause in it. Mm -hmm. And that clause says you can't sue us. You agree by signing this document and it's other 800 pages uh, that, that you will just go to arbitration with us. Well, the the system, if you will, found a way to make that untenable for companies like Amazon when lots of people get screwed or are unhappy about something. They literally stressed the arbitration system to the point where Amazon said, <laughs> screw it, we can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I know. I, I, that's actually why I put it in there. I just thought it was funny that it was... Uh, awesome. they put it. They put this provision in, obviously, to try to avoid something that they didn't want to deal with. And now they're going to it because they realize that's actually the easier path for them. It's like, yes, okay, fine. Yes. We give up. We will yes. go ahead and allow you to be really upset with us and, and we'll go discuss this in front of someone else and let them decide what's going on. So, that's yeah, that's exactly how I felt awesome. about it. I'm I'm just glad to see uh, the system, you know, working <clears throat> in in that sense, right? I know everyone likes to vilify the legal system and lawyers in particular, but uh, at the end of the day, <clears throat> the only people in our world in the United States that can actually go and put some pain to a company like Amazon ends up being a legal entity. Now, of course, the issue is that the people that got screwed rarely see very much of those outcomes, but it's the legal work that has to be done over years, oftentimes with their money on the line, because yep. trial law is is lawyers putting up their own scratch to get to get the job done, right? Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit funky, but it's always fun to see them win with stuff like that. Yeah, well, it's funny they do this as they they also release their uh, massive botnet network onto the world, sharing everyone's internet. Um, that, <laughs> <laughs> maybe That's they're going to get more of this. I don't know, I, man. I I am so torn on whether or not that is a brilliant idea or one of the very very worst. Do we um, know why? I haven't figured it out yet 
it, not entirely, right? Know. Because I feel like Amazon at this point dominates the the home smart device market. Like just hands down. You got blink cameras, you got a gajillion echo devices. Lots of people use Amazon <laughs> Music. Lots of people use Alexa as a voice assistant on their phone sure. for different things, right? Like, I don't feel like they need your neighbor to use an Alexa-enabled Wi-Fi. Like, what what the value in that stream seems minimal for the level of effort, which which is where I get to, is it good? Because we are creating this crazy mesh network of Wi-Fi, which is kind of cool, especially, I would think, in like urban city centers. Or is it pure evil and awful because it's an opt-out service, service with a big air quote, because service implies it's good for you in some way. <laughs> right. And for the life of me, I can't figure out how this is good for you. Um, like, I, I, don't, I don't think I fully understand what, to what end they are trying to, to get. <clears throat> but so far, I don't see like some new capability. As an example, my neighbors and I, We'll discuss every once in a while how cool it would be if I could keep my little Amazon Echo ecosystem doing its thing, his Echo slash Google, whatever. But then when we wanted to create like a party mode between the two houses that was streaming the same music in both places, arguably, if you were doing something and taking advantage of a network like Sidewalk, or if it was just there and that's okay, even if it's not being used all the time, you could do something like that. Yeah. But this is not a feature that Amazon has announced. In fact, they have only announced that they will be sharing your Wi-Fi through their devices with the general public, which is crap. So it, <laughs> I, so I tried to Google this, which, by the way, the first as I'm sitting here, why does Amazon? And I'm I'm trying to like write this out. <laughs> you get all the suggestions. The number yeah. one suggestion was why does Amazon not pay taxes? Uh, which, <laughs> which I can answer that for you, by the way. It's there's tax laws and they take a whole bunch of losses, and so then they have these write-offs. Loopholes. That's, that's why they don't have to. Um, but nonetheless, it's don't blame Amazon. Blame blame our tax laws uh, is the reason yes. why they're not paying them. Um, that is accurate. My my so dad has a saying I love about that. By the way, I gotta I gotta slip this in here. Um, tax avoidance is commendable. Tax evasion <clears throat> is criminal. <laughs> <laughs> they avoid right. a lot of taxes. Correct. They are doing, they are but they doing do it illegal. within the confines of the law. So if you don't like it, change the law. That's right. Um, I think, man, didn't I think Amazon, whenever they had this like pesky, like 13 year old handling their Twitter account or something was blasting senators too. Like they were, I think senators, one, like, I think Senator Warren or someone made some comments about Amazon and taxes and they, bla Amazon blasted back on Twitter and said, well, why don't you go ahead and fix the laws that you already created? Like something, I mean, it was, it was savage, dude. I was so right. impressed. Yeah. By wow. It. Um, uh, anyways, back to them sharing internet. The, uh, it says, it says here, Amazon says the network will allow users to locate lost keys or missing pets. Like, how the hell is it going to find my dog? Set up uh, and fix that's devices not the kind of chip I can get. And work over long distances. Uh, what does work over long distances Why are my mean? keys going to be in my neighbor's yard? Someone tell uh, me. Probably that dog you're looking yeah, for. The dog took him over there <laughs> to solve two <laughs> problems for me. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so... I I kind of kind of follow that logic, right? The it, this is like what Tile and and Apple's 
tile competitor that they do these things too. Mm-hmm. They basically create a network of users to help <clears> locate <throat> things. Not Wi-Fi though. What Wi-Fi brings so much more grief to this, I right. think. Right? I like your your near field chips, even Bluetooth is is arguably more secure and and just less all the things, I guess is what I'm saying. All your devices. Mm-hmm. All your laptops, your desktops, your various other things are on a Wi-Fi network. My Z-Wave network isn't necessarily any more secure than my Wi-Fi, but only devices on the Z-Wave network and one device that talks to the Wi-Fi is the avenue to to access here. If I'm finding my keys with Wi-Fi and all of my neighbors' Wi-Fi, like I just see a massive attack. At the moment, every house on my street or in my neighborhood is an individual fault domain. I don't exactly. need there you go. to turn that into a distributed mesh and one big fault domain. That's that's not what I need, and not even yeah, a little bit. That's that's exactly <clears throat> that's the right way to look at it. It just this I don't see the benefit that this is supposed to provide that makes that level of openness a good idea. I'm just, I'm not feeling it yet. Like, hopefully they surprise me. I want to see some new feature I didn't imagine. Omniscient. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what coolness they are capable of introducing, but man, they should have introduced it first because I'm opting out. Yeah, well, you have, uh, by the way, now that I, if I remember, I actually just closed the article and bring it back up. It says, US customers have one week to opt out of mass wireless sharing. Wait, you can't you can't opt out later? This is or what is it just saying you can opt out says. before it happens? Uh well in, in a week. <clears throat> Amazon sidewalk, uh blah 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 blah. It, that's just the title of the article. They have until let's see, okay. Users can disable sidewalk in the settings uh section of the Alexa or Ring apps, but have until June eighth to do so. After that, if they have not taken action, actually, that's not true. It says if they have taken no action, the network will be turned on and their devices will become sidewalk bridges. So I guess what it's saying is, is you have a week to do it before it goes live. Surely it doesn't mean you can't do it post June 8th. Yeah, I, I think I think they're just saying if you don't if you don't ever <coughs> want to be part of this, uh, whatever it is, then you need to cut it off sooner now here's I'm, the question do you, do you have to turn it off on each individual device or no do you i think turn you it do it it's like, in the account settings so i'm assuming no are you looking in the account settings right now i am i am <laughs> I, I went ahead I and looked in there might. because i remember when it first announced it that uh that that i was thinking okay no so i hit no but it's funny i went back in there and it was totally enabled again so that's awesome uh, wait, hold on. You disabled it and now it's enabled again? I, I thought a long time ago when they first made the announcement, there was a pop-up in the app and it was like, do you want to do this? And I said, no, I sure don't. Um, but I just went and looked and it was still enabled. So I highly suggest if you have said no, go ahead and do it again. Or yeah, check and make sure it still thinks you said no. <clears throat> so um, I've got a, a weird one. And I say weird. It probably makes some semblance of sense when you think about it more deeply. Hello, Brendan Doyle. Love it when you join us. Um, <laughs> the the problem I have this on my Zoom. It, yeah, that's that's what happens whenever we're on your Zoom. He's welcome to join in with us. I know, but this is the meeting I'm supposed to be on, so we should uh, maybe 
pick some fun ones and then I can get out of here. Okay. Well, I've got one that I have a question for you. Uh, it says, the title here says, anti-vax industry. I'm using that term because that's what it says in the article. The anti-vax industry. Meaning the not, economic development around anti-vaxxing, just so we're clear, could be worth more than $1 billion to social media giants. Wow. What wow. does that even mean? I, well, man, I, I wonder, I, I mean, I, I do legitimately wonder what that umbrella covers because I, I, certain things come to mind really fast. You've got, uh, there's, there's disinformation that just draws eyeballs. So there's advertising revenue. Sure. There's um, <clears throat> donations, which happens. Lots of people that are doing that. And then processors and everybody that's in the middle of getting those donations is big. The, there's stuff like the buying and selling of false COVID passports, if you will. I think that, that surely dumb, that's but, not in but this, that's a, but it that's got to be small. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, then there's all the crazy fringe products, right? Like uh, here, this will prevent COVID 19, right? And it's, uh, I don't know, tick spray or something like that for your eyeballs. But I don't, I'm curious what else is in there. What I, I, you don't well, think that says, would work? So what's interesting, it says the anti vaccination industry. I can't get over that. The fact this the industry of anti vaccination, which has sixty two million followers, can we call it a movement instead of an industry? I I don't know. I, no, if it's making money, it's an industry. Ah, uh, fair. It says sixty two million followers worldwide could be worth more than one billion dollars. It says specifically to social media companies, so it calls out Facebook, Twitter, uh, the Gram, or Insta, oh wow, yeah, as they okay. call it, and then YouTube uh, is is what it has. So, like, for instance, it says anti-vaxxer videos on YouTube could make around 707 – it says around, and then it gives an, inc- an incredibly specific number – uh, $707,222 in annual ad revenue. So, you know, lots of popular YouTube videos sort of thing on, on uh, uh, you know, whatever it is, anti-vaxxing and stuff like that. So that that's I guess that's what it's going for. I just I just find it to be strange. It says so someone's talking about like well why doesn't this get controlled and says let us be clear there is no benefit commercial or otherwise in not taking action on tweets that violate our rules talking about Twitter. We will continue to be vigilant to protect the public conversation on our service. So it's uh, talking about fighting disinformation but it's interesting cuz you're going to have a certain amount of people who are going to want to put out information on anti-vaxxing because they believe it's the right thing to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then you're I, going I to have other people who want to exploit the beliefs of those people because right. there's a billion dollars to be made off of it. So that's a bad yep. combo. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's terrible. But it's also like that's how everything in the world works. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. I, I'm reminded of lots of other topics that have similar <laughs> you know, paths, right? It starts as, as this you know, nascent idea. And then out of nowhere, it's, it's got a following. And then all of a sudden it's been productized somehow. And, and it just question marks all abound. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't follow it for sure, but wow. A billion dollars just for social media, nonetheless. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of other stuff that probably, I, I would imagine that homeopathic um, medicines also see a boon from, from large events like this too. Um, and we don't, we don't have to go diving down that path uh, or, or dig greatly <clears throat> into pseudoscience either. But um, yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's the the combination of people 
feeling like they're doing the right thing, wanting to do the right thing, and then others finding a way to profit off of that. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's grab one or two more here and then shut it down because I think we both have to go. I, I, actually, Zook shared this at the beginning. My, we we need to make sure we bring it up. Did you see the thing about Musk and tweeting and some form of SEC <laughs> violation? Again. I didn't even know this was a thing, which is amazing to me because of the tweets that this man puts out. But apparently, no, I, I did. Musk is supposed to have a lawyer review every tweet. Every tweet. He sends it, out. So we actually we talked about this a few episodes back. Um, I thank you for sharing this article, uh, Darren, because I missed. Um, I actually missed that article today. But um, there was an interview that Elon did with like Barbara Walters or someone <clears throat> like that—a really high-profile, uh, you know. Um, interviewer and she legit asked him like point blank do you review your tweets and he's like no he's like aren't you supposed to review your tweets he's like yeah look (laughs) i'll follow what the sec says but i don't respect them like that's his quote he literally literally just says screw those guys zero (laughs) we'll just say f's and I think we all know this. Oh my gosh! The fact that they're paying attention, though, like the the funny thing is, is that I feel like in cases like this, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is why Elon doesn't care. The SEC, arguably, like their fines could be limitless, right? Like I don't think it's well defined what the SEC can go and and poke a bear with, I but no or I guess they are the bear. But um, but but maybe I'm wrong, and maybe maybe Elon knows that like the maximum fine is like a class three misdemeanor and a slap on the wrist, you know, twelve thousand dollar fine or something like that. And he's like, whatever, come at me, bro. It's true. Actually, it does reference that Musk went on sixty minutes in late 2018 to yes. say that no one has been approving his tweets despite this settlement. Right. Uh, and the title of the article says, "Yes, the SEC has noticed Elon Musk's Tesla stock price tweet." It's just uh, it's just amazing <sighs> to me. One that there's a scenario where a lawyer has to review all of your tweets. That's just funny to me, and it's more funny that it's happening to Musk. But then the other side of this is is just oh finding my. out that Musk doesn't care is the thing that's just funny to me because it's I think we so know he cares him. about very few things. A quote from the article says. Tesla has abdicated, that's a $5 word, a lawyer certainly wrote that one, <laughs> the duties required of it by the court's order. It's just it's just hilarious that this is about tweeting. It yes. shows the power of this man's ability to affect the world with whatever it is now, 280 characters that, that we can do. Oh, it's, just, it's just amazing to me. Yeah, it, no, and it really is. And, it, and the saga continues, and it's pretty funny, but it, it's also... I, it's a little scary if if you take one step back and you think for a second, like the SEC. So this is basically the the financial arm of of the United States Securities, you know, task force, right? I believe we call this um, the Securities and Exchange Commission for those who are unaware. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't didn't say the words, but um, like being flippant towards one of the three letter letter agencies is is kind of that's a big flex right because that that is 
literally telling one of the United States three little letter agencies that have you know full authority to go after financial crimes, right? And and to you know set standards as well. Sure. I don't know that they they don't make the laws. That would have to come from they enforce Congress, them, but um, but they enforce them. Um, Elon Musk is just a billionaire flipping the middle at him. And like, it's funny. It's very Tony Stark. Because the SEC never comes and takes my car or does anything like that. But it's probably not awesome in in some ways. So Uh, there's probably a lot of reasons why it's not awesome. (laughs) Uh, I'm just torn. Like, I I laugh about it. Comment on the podcast because I don't want to say it publicly. Uh, we'll just keep that keep that in the in the show notes. I didn't uh, see it. Oh, ouch! And uh, uh, yes. yeah, so I don't know. It's 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 just it's funny to me um, that he does this. It, it it feels very much so like something you see in a movie, uh, and you're Tony Stark, and you just you just straight up don't care about anything because you spent a little while in a desert in a prison, and you had to save yourself by putting a you know a battery in your chest. So. But I, I hope he cuts it out, not because I care about him manipulating Tesla's price, though I don't like that that standard might be set and that if you have enough money, you can play those games and do those things. But uh, I think his tweets are hilarious when they're not about stock prices. And since those only happen once in a while, it'd be great if he stopped doing that before he lost the right to tweet legally <laughs> by ending up in jail or something stupid for tweeting about Tesla's stock price. Like, let that one go and and keep hyping shit coins on the internet. Pick pick your battles, Elon. That's all we're right. saying. Pick your right. battles. Do it for me though. Like I want to keep seeing your SpaceX and your snarky responses to everybody else. I don't actually care. We you need your content process. for the show. Right. It's very important. So <laughs> very, just keep it up. Very important. So yeah, cut that out uh, before before they cut you out. Um, so thanks <clears> for that. If you're listening, right? All right. Oh, let's, man. Uh, uh, let's probably shut it down. I think we, we both yeah. got to get rolling. I, I feel like I got to make one other quick one, but I, I'm not even going to jump into it because we got to have Aaron on the show for this. But Coinbase listed Doge, uh, Dogecoin, which, again, was and at least for now continues to be a complete joke. It was a meme as a figurative, you know, coded way to say F you Bitcoin. They, like the creators literally started it for that reason. Like, ah, digital currencies are stupid. Here's proof. And then they took stupid to the moon, literally. <laughs> Thanks, Elon. Um, and Coinbase, uh, again, arguably like the most prominent U.S. exchange and onboarding place. For- oh, oh. For those of you that can't you, see my you face. You cut out for a second. You said. I, I said. I'll give him a little bit of credit, and I'm and I'm I'm cringing uh, because ugh, I don't like giving him credit for this at all. It's, I think it's stupid. But they they did it on Coinbase Pro, so most people do not use Coinbase Pro. Right. Most people are using Coinbase's pretty little front end where where everyone goes and watches their charts and does their thing. Coinbase Pro is a more traditional exchange. Put that in big air quotes because <laughs> traditional. Uh, cryptocurrency exchanges have been around for like seven years um anyways it it's awful uh awful everything i think that it that it's even still out there and being taken seriously but it does occur to me that the more money that inflows to doge the more likely it actually becomes something that can provide a service because it 
like every other cryptocurrency, is code. So I I just hmm. can't believe that you told Aaron not to buy Doge because I was completely on board myself with um, with him wanting to to go in. It most certainly was not both of us telling him, (laughs) please don't do this thing. And then it went up six thousand percent after that. So, you know. Gosh, eighteen thousand for the year. I'm done. I'm done. I got. I'm. I'm. I'm at, that's it. On Shut that it note, uh, I did not have eighteen thousand percent gains this year uh, on Dogecoin or anything ever, for that matter. Um, I am as sad as everyone else. But that brings the Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks for joining us, Darren. Thanks for being out there, man. It's fun <coughs> to have you live. We are streaming on Twitch every morning that we're recording the show now. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you want to join us live and see the stupid looks on our faces and catch those, oh, I forgot to put it in air quotes because I'm actually doing air quotes right now. Come watch us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for sharing with your friends. And we will talk to you on Friday. Later. <laughs>